Are you ready? Sure. Why not? Welcome to another episode of the Extreme Tasting League Scotched Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. And I am Cedius. And we lack Dave. Well, lacking Dave is not so much a lacking Dave, so much as a being graced by the non-presence of Dave. And a guest host. I'm Peter Buckholtz. I've been on a couple of times before. Which is why we call him a guest host and not just a guest. But we also have a guest guest. I'm a guest, and my name's Sam Landman. So Welcome, yeah. Sam Landman. Thank you. If that is, in fact, your real name. I'm from the land of men. Um, which I don't, that's a horrible joke. <laughs> I'm sure one of many that will happen tonight. Numenor? What? <laughs> oh, it's so hard to choose. Well, we'll go with the... The bright happy bottle to be the bright with. happy bottle, okay, so the, and and the cheerful can. That is a very cheerful can. I'm, That's I'm, very colorful. I'm vaguely offended. My Scotch purism is like happy brightness. We're, we don't do happy brightness. That green thing right there. That's yeah. that's the can. what the hell? Where is that from? It's Glen Goyne. <laughs> Glen Goyne. Glen. Uh, the, I believe that translates to the happy people. The happy people. Um, yeah, it looks like something out of... Uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka and the Drunken Scotsman. <laughs> it, was a book, it was a book that never quite, you know, made it with the same popularity. You yes. know, that's that's actually right in line with his uh, writing style, though. He would totally do that. Yeah, actually, uh, Roald Dahl is a hoot. Yeah. If you have not read Roald Dahl, you should. I just couldn't get into the Oz books. The what books? Oz. It's, that's Dahl, isn't it? That's no, that's Baum. That's Frank I'm, Yep. Frank L. Baum. There, there, where's my brain? Well, there's some similar Baum. Sort of. Dahl. No, no, I, I, no, I was just being... <laughs> my brain fart. Obtuse. It's, it's cool. No, James and the Giant Peach. Mm, I've never really Willie uh Willie Those Walker, read, yeah. yeah. Debbie Does Dallas. That's one of his best, the, I think. Mm, yeah, that was yeah. Emmanuel. Emmanuel? He, he he'd shifted gears yeah. by that time. Just yeah. going for a different audience. But, but, yeah. but the yeah. witches. Mm. The big friendly giant. That's the one that I was where my brain conflated. Which, witches. which I have to admit, every time they were like, Oh, it's the BFG, I'm like yeah. No, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Boom. This has a different connotation now than it did at that time. <laughs> I'm just, you know, and it's the story of Roald Dahl's BFG and how he killed all the invading monsters from hell. <laughs> it was a it was one of it was during the shift. To, oh, yeah. to the to the to more advanced, well, yeah. yeah to more adult. Okay, <laughs> idea for a fringe show, Sam. This, this, is, this is Ronald Dahl. Dahl uh, writes Doom. Oh, nice. Okay, so that'd yeah. be just Raw Dahl's Doom. Doom. Yeah, and then and the BFG can translate, and it'll be funny. <sighs> I got to do a lot of research. Mm. James and the giant screaming head spinning, <laughs> spinning demon tongues. <sighs> oh man. It was, I, I really miss Doom. I, I, I gotta, I gotta go. So, 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 left, so, left for Dead, the video game, yeah. with the witches in that, translated over to Roald Dahl's Witches. Uh, oh, see, that's actually... Roald Dahl, the video game. 
and then roll with all the video game. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. instead of little the the, the little med kits, it'd just be like Wonka bars, and you just you know mm-hmm. just yeah. mix all of his properties together and just do them. But you know, yeah, we can make we can make this work. Willy Wonka and the Quest uh, Giver. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka in the eye of the beholder. That's what it should be. That's there's your friend, Joe. Is, oh my God, is it beauty? <laughs> and, 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 and I mentioned Fringe because uh, Sam, you just got done with Fringe a month ago, and yeah. you were you were in his show. A couple of shows. I did one show, and then I wrote half a half a show, a quarter of a show, one fifth of a show. So yeah, I did um, a show called. Um, you were cordially invited to the life and death of Edward Lear, and then I wrote a piece for uh, something called Visitation, and my piece was called Vic Mizzy. And if you don't know who Vic Mizzy was, he wrote the music for the Adams Family. Oh, lovely. I was laughing simply because I was picturing, I wrote half a show. It was really, we only could come up with about <laughs> 25 minutes worth of material. Yeah. So... Screw the audience. We just <laughs> yeah. halfway through, we're like, and thank you. Yeah, I can tell you about a show that happened last year, and that was, you know, more or less what happened. And thankfully, it was only that long because it was a bad show. Well, the the, the part that I would find interesting is if you left it hanging on a note, and the and the cast left. How long would the audience <laughs> sit there thinking this is part of the show? Right. They have to hit 60 minutes. Why is it only 30 minutes in? Why are we only 25 minutes in? And, What's and, happening? Joss, Joss Whedon's um, something with his <laughs> never finishing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what would be really a, a wonderful dick move is if every time you saw the audience start to, like, I guess we're done. Yeah. And then somebody in the back where you can't see him has two wooden blocks and starts going, like, Clack. Clack, clack. Change the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. sit down, sit down, sit down. It's not done yet. Um, could you could you screw with them for a whole thirty additional call minutes? It, call it captivity. <laughs> it was very meta. Yeah. I'm not sure I liked it, but it was amazing. Well, <laughs> never bring anyone out on stage. Well, okay. Every so, time someone goes to leave, keep screwing, keep screwing. No, no, it's, it's four three three, the Fringe show. And you just have someone awkwardly stand silently on stage doing nothing for the full 55 minutes. Well, a friend of mine, Eric Webster. I believe I, I saw that show. Do you guys yeah. know Eric Webster? He does yeah. the Mysterious mm-hmm. Old Radio. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, him and Tim, you're in. Um, he had an idea for a friend show. He wants to do it, but he's like, you have to time it perfectly. It's a murder mystery. And as you're about to re- reveal the killer, you get to the 60-minute mark, and the tech people turn up house lights, turn off stage lights, and you have to get the hell out. You never reveal who the killer is. I know who the killer is. I think it's perfect. Me, because I would find them and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, if you're listening to does this. Does it really matter, see, though? It's, see, I'm surprised that that's an Eric Webster idea. That sounds so much more like Josh Carson. It is a, sort of a Josh. Well, he's very close to hitting the 60-minute mark every, every single mm-hmm. year, so it's kind of his thing. So do we answer the question, this is a catheter or it's not a catheter? I have to know. You know, it's just, you use it how you feel necessary. So I can take this home, is what you're saying. I don't I've got plenty, it. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll use it for my own personal, right. you know, whatever. Just but for now, I strongly recommend if you use it as a catheter, and you also get it with into the scotch, wash it out first, okay. or it will be a transcendental experience. <laughs> That's not how I would choose to water my scotch. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're pained 
was incredible. <laughs> I saw God. <laughs> ten out of ten for the scotch and this, <laughs> this well, Let me tell you, I've had a few moments, self-inflicted by mistake, yep. where scotch, during, say, a nosing, mm-hmm. might have gone where you don't want scotch to be. Okay. And... Wow, you get a different appreciation of this scotch. Right, right, right. Hey, there is alcohol in this. It was really smooth until I snorted it. <laughs> Nutty pot. Not, Nutty not, pot, not good. Not, 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 uh, well, welcome, welcome to Scotland. Here, have a Nutty pot. <laughs> oh, God, my eyes. <laughs> your, your nostrils will be clear. <laughs> uh, speaking of nostrils, we should... We should know. Yeah, we, we, we should probably actually participate in the podcast. Stated aims. It's got a nice. Ri- oh, by the way, the color is a dark straw. Yeah. Um, it's fairly golden. I was gonna say it's leaning into golden. amber. Yeah. The dark urine look to it. This where the urethra. It, 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 it's apple juice. It looks like apple. It juice. looks like apple juice. It does not smell it, like well, apple juice. I, I get some good apple in there. It's yeah. fruity though. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of apple might you find in here? Thank you, not Dave. <laughs> um, it's definitely on the sweeter side. I, I I don't know if it's quite honey crisp, but it's in the ballpark. I I would honestly I'd go with a Fuji. I'll see your Fuji. It's a running gag on the show that when someone knows it's apple, um, I I am then asked to identify the specific. Type of apple, apple. because in the early days of the podcast, I would get fairly specific because the things we happen to do happen to be fairly specific apples that I actually knew. Sure, Um, and I do know a fair amount of apples because I I like variety and I can't have the same one over and over again. But but we've gotten a little silly with suggestions of jazz sometimes. But um, I, I would say this is in the Braver and Fuji realm of not tart. Sweet, but not. I definitely put it sweeter in a Braeburn, but yeah. I'm I'm getting a lot of floral out of this as well. Um, Question: Is it supposed to smell like this, or is this a total accident? That's the way you'll never know. Well, it, never know. No, and it, and and it's all like, what is your opinion? Because you know, we'll say what they think it says if if they tell us. All but, right, but we definitely want you know the the whole point of the show is. That we are just people, not professional tasters, you know, yeah. not sommeliers trying to do this thing and saying what, you know, J random person who happens to live in Minnesota yeah. gets out of it. And so. Oof. So you got a hair in yours. I saw that you picked a hair out of there. It was yours or from the bottle? I don't know. And did the, did the hair taste like apples? That's the no, question. it did not. <laughs> and I'm considering it that that makes my scotch special. Mm, yeah, that's the prize. It's like a Cracker Jack. I found the hair. I found this like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's the worm in the bottle of tequila. Don't eat the hair. I'm, I'm suspecting it was from a dog. Uh, I was waiting for that. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't want to disappoint you. Scotch Terrier? Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. That was nicely done. I know, right? Anyway. Since, since, since you stole my hair of the dog joke, I had to take it to the next level. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Today is gonna be the no, day. No, no, it's Proclaimers. <laughs> That's right. When I um, glute. It, it's it's a little Bernie. Yeah. Ooh, it is Bernie. I mean, not in a not in a horrible way, no. but definitely in a 
Oh, by the way, I, I have alcohol. Yep. It's kind of like the last time Bernie ran for office. It's that kind of pain. Hi. And then you're like, maybe, maybe I'll vote for him again. <laughs> it's that kind of Bernie. High alcohol. I don't know. Not a lot of other flavors. Um, I don't know. The apple's coming through on the palate for me. Really? Yeah. I and I would say on the palate, I'm getting more of the Braeburn than, than the Honeycrisp. It, it's, it's a me- mealier apple. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, maybe even uh, Red Delicious. Hmm. Um, definitely still with the peel though. I'm getting I'm getting the apple peel. It's it's you know kind of a tannic leather in the finish, along with the alcohol. Hmm. Um, not unpleasantly so. I mean, usually for me, when it gets a lot of tannins, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a big. Ooh, I'm drinking oak. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's fresh baseball glove. Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't believe the number of things we've had to like <laughs> try and drink to prepare for this show. Yeah, because my palate is not tasting baseball glove, but it's definitely sort of little league and a little league and little league uh, dirt that you get under your fingernails when you're sure. swinging. You know, yeah. you're in the you're in the. That is it is sweet. Yeah, um, it definitely kind of has that one note. Yeah, younger but, uh, feel to it. It, it is a younger. Uh, a perky, immature scotch, yeah. but it is not. Um, it's not unpleasant. It's a. It's a. Okay, I hope this didn't cost an arm and a leg to get, but I'm enjoying the. You know, it goes nicely with the gouda. Which 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 cheeses are we eating? So today? so we we've, we've got a a gouda um, on my side of the table. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that and, other time. And, and over on uh, your side, we've got uh, more of that uh, cheddar Greyer uh, mix from, from uh, uh, Siren, Wisconsin. Cheesery. It's Omega Cheese. I feel like I'm tasting more of it after a couple of sips versus like the first time. The first time, it just felt the burn, like you said. Oh. Why, you're asking for coffee. Why would you ask for coffee grounds? Well, I'm asking for coffee grounds because I, I want to do a nose reset before we go into to nosing with the with the water. But these aren't just any coffee grounds, Perrin. What? They're not just any coffee grounds? No. What kind of coffee grounds are they? It is True Stone coffee. True coffee Stone grounds. coffee? I hear they're friends of the show. They, they are indeed friends of the show. They, they might have even been on with us once. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is when you're friends, they'll give you a discount. How do you get that discount? You use the promo code SCOTCH during checkout. Which is easy to remember, because if you're listening to this podcast, it's about scotch. Wow. I know. And, and it's 10% off the entirety of your order. Merch, coffee, and anything you can get on their site, 10% off. Huh. It's a great deal. They'll even put your name on the label. Indeed. Because they're that cool. And they, Yeah, I see it. And it's delivered fresh. So, wow. you know, two years ago when I ordered it. But, you know... It was delivered fresh. We're just using it for the for for the nosing. Yeah, because it still works well for that. So, getting a little water in here. Hmm. Let's see what happens. Someday when I say that, I want like a creature, of smoke creature or... head to be like Aah! out of the scotch. Huh. Well. Note to self, add dry ice to your little pipette. And... So, hmm. I feel like the floral notes kind of died. Yeah. How much water did you put in here? Like, how much? Because I put maybe one milliliter at most. Uh, 
three drops is yeah. usually yeah, three I do, drops. I do about three or four drops. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I can't tell you where a milliliter heavier. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's always easier to put a little water in and go. Oh, I'm not tasting anything different, and add oh, a little exactly. more. Yeah. Because the apple note the changed. Way, I found really hard. <laughs> it's soured up a little. It's moved into yeah, not quite Granny Smith territory, but moving in that direction. Actually, I'm getting sort of more of a citrusy. Um. Like a, a faint lemon. From it, sure. I'm smelling an IKEA glass made in China. Um, oh, that's a good nose. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm smelling it. Like, ah, uh, and her name was Genevieve. She made this glass. See, this is this is why I need to be on this podcast more often because mm. I can smell this kind of stuff. Like this is, yeah. you know, you can <laughs> smell the IKEA. That's a keen observation. I swear yeah. to God, I only gave him that much. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is absinthe. <laughs> wow, I'm tripping balls here. This is really good, man. Um, I think... I don't know if I added too much water. I don't know. Yeah, there's no... There's no too much or not yeah. enough. I will say, this is a 43%, so it's a little... Uh, it's starting a little heavier on the alcohol. Okay. Most of them, we get are around 40 if they're not much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could add a little extra, little water more than normal, okay. and still be in kind of the oh, I see the normal ballpark. Um, I'm not. I'm, it's got a little bitterness at the end now. Um, I'm going with a smidge more water. Yeah, after. I, I, I lost. Well, okay, not completely lost, but the the leather has kind of muted more into a maltiness now, and at, at the back end for me, getting more like a it's still green. it's still pretty oily. Yeah, to me, like the difference between an oily scotch and a dry scotch, like the way that it kind of sits in your mouth, yeah, feels oily to me, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, but it, it lingers longer as a result. Well, and it definitely has a certain amount of um, almost viscosity yeah. in its look. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I I don't know if it's just because you said it, but when I nosed it even wetter. All I'm getting is kind of a, a tannic malt. I put I put more water into mine as well, and I definitely get the bitter on the end now that you were mentioning. Mm. Wetter still, bitterer still. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting some light lemon notes in the palate. Yeah, and the the finish is dropping off far faster. Yeah, um, with the added water, it's but there there's there's certainly the the tart lemon. Yeah, it's not a it. horrible finish. But it's definitely not as nice as it was when it was um, um, not wet. See, I'm kind of feeling maybe I like this more with the water and the extra water at that. Hmm. Which means I would, I would one, go the other way. You know that that's fine. I'm I'm often the unusual person at the table. Um, I'm I'm much more prone than the other hosts, uh, as a general rule, to liking it with the water. Um, Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's okay. I'm the one who gets to keep the bottle, and if I add more water, it lasts longer. So, you know. <laughs> so if you're making this kind of scotch, right, would you go for that kind of oily thing? Is that something you might, uh, uh, I don't know, texture you would go for? Or is that yeah. like an accident? Is that something you're like, oh, 
Uh, God, this has that oily. It's pretty common. Oily. Okay. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of scotches that would fall into that range. I would okay. say. Yeah. Who will put the oil in the scotch? God damn it! Yeah, there's a couple of lowlands I really like. They tend to be on the, on the oily side. Oily. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the descriptors that you hear relatively often for a scotch in terms oil. of the way that it sits. Hmm. Yeah. God, this container. It's like it, Christmas. It looks like Christmas. It looks like the Frida, 70s. Frida Kahlo, or Kahlo, decides to draw a scotch distillery. <laughs> yeah, where is she on the thing, though? Like, normally she puts herself yeah. somewhere on the... I think she's on the floor. She, <laughs> few too many drinks. She drank the whole bottle and then painted the box. The Glen Goyne Distillery. The real taste of malt. Ten years... Like all Glengoyne malts, the ten years old is slowly distilled from air-dried barley, untainted by the harshness of peat smoke. Oh my god, is that the Iowa Goines? <laughs> I knew their boy. Gerald Goyne? Love that guy. I'm hockey? A little. <laughs> Unnatural bright color, golden color. It has a clean, smooth, warming taste with delicate flavors of fresh green apples, Oak, toffee, oh. a hint of almonds, and licorice, le- all leading to a sweet, malty finish. A subtle, complex whiskey with the real taste of malt. Natural color. I guarantee this malt whiskey has been matured in oak cask for a duration of at least ten years. Incomprehensible scrawl, distillery manager. <laughs> it's one of the coins, boys. It's... You really gotta hate it when your parents name you incomprehensible <laughs> scrawl. Mm-hmm. But there are so many of them around. Yeah. And so many of them become doctors. I don't it's, understand. It's odd. Yeah. yeah. My sister or my yeah, my sister won an award for from the nurses for best handwriting. <laughs> really? Yes. I was very proud of her. Wow. Her patients don't die. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell what it was, so I just gave them <laughs> Whatever it started was next with a, on the rack. Yeah. started with a P. Yeah. So I gave them pneumonia. <laughs> Art of Glengoyne Special Edition, number two in the series. Glengoyne has commissioned this mixed-media printing painting from the Glasgow-based artist Simone Laurie. This is the second beautiful art piece in the series depicted in our Art of Glengoyne range of collectible special edition tins. Huh. This image combines traditional elements of the distillery's whiskey craft and process presented as stylized motifs in a contemporary art style. Just in case you were like, what the fuck is this? Wait a minute. You've been doing Robert Loggia the entire time. He's doing a Robert Loggia impression. Fine artist. <laughs> fine, that fine artist Simon Laurie, R-S-W-R-G-I, has been exhibiting his work for more than 20 years. Known for his strong sense of composition and color, his work has provided popu- has proved popular at home and abroad with many awards to his name. A malt whiskey enthusiast, Simon would also list antiques, Scottish history, and cooking as his main interests if he weren't drunk on the floor right now. I added that bit. That bottle says a lot of things. It does. I thought you were reading from a book. Glengoyne Distillery takes its name... From Glen Green, Glen of the Wild Geese, the most perfect and romantic location for the making of Scotch whiskey. 
the pure water that filters off the hill of Dungoin tumbles down the softly wooded glen to a small waterfall above Glengoin, Scotland's most beautiful distillery. You know, I thought I tasted a little geese in this. A little geese and a little hills. I, I tasted some hills. I some tasted geese, the tumbling waterfall. The tumbling waterfall. Glengoin is distilled slower than any other single malt scotch whiskey, using air-dried malted barley rather than using pungent peat smoke. You hear that, Lafroig? We nurse the spirit of... Uh, through our stills at around one-third of the normal rate. This creates a more subtle, complex whiskey in which all of the delicate flavors are freely allowed to express themselves. Okay, is this font size negative 10 or something? How small is this font? Jesus, age. Um, wow. Other one gets glasses off to read it. Right. Some actually come with books. Yeah, really? that's true. Hard-backed books. Okay, I'm... I'm amazed. I did not so, know this about Scott. Well, there you go. I know so much about the Glo- the Goins boys now. The Gloin. You know, I I used to play hockey until I got a Gloin injury. <laughs> but um, bum. Um, wow, that was. Uh, I I will actually say those are some of the most accurate tasting mm-hmm. notes we've ever had. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I. There, there are times where we're like, okay, I got that part of it, and I didn't I mean like I didn't get licorice, but I can kind of in retrospect I can go see where well, they were coming from. Yeah, they said a hint of almond, mm-hmm. and now that I think about it, maybe that was there. They said a hint. It's not like it's prevalent, but like well, maybe a little. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but the main thing was green apples. Yeah, um, you know the 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 main maltiness, the main elements that they listed, we definitely got. Yeah. And that's actually kind of rare. Right. More often than not, there you read it, even if they're not indulging in cork dorkery, yeah. um, you read what they're what they're saying, and you're like, I, I might I have gotten of one of those. Mm. It, it, excuse me. If we're lucky, you're like, well, uh, that one was there. The the one thing I got. The yeah. rest of it, meh. So oral notes really in that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty normal. Okay. Um, I, I do find it fascinating. They're, they're highly... Pete? Pete smoke? What kind of horrible person are you? <laughs> like, who wants Pete in their whiskey? I actually like Pete. Get out! <laughs> so, um... Scoring. There, there, okay. there are a ton of advertisements for Glen Goyne uh, in the airports and on billboards and everything, like, all over Scotland. Oh, really? Um, do they all say... Fuck the Pete. I, none of them did they actually, should. but the uh, it was it was an interesting. Uh, I didn't get to try it while I was over there, so I'm glad that I've gotten a chance to taste it now. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was in Scotland many years ago, and I think it was just before Scotch became quite such a big deal. And um, I don't remember a single seeing a single Scotch advertisement. Hmm. That's it. That's an interesting change. Yeah. Um, so scoring, we score on a one to five uh, scale. Okay. One being a war, war crime, five being the best shit you've ever had in your mouth, three being right in the middle. Um, you can go with decimals if you want. We ask that you don't get ridiculous and go past two. Um, and uh, you can interpret it how you want. For for me, three is that was good. I'm, I'm probably not going to run out and buy it, 
but I'd be happy to drink it. Yeah. But there's nothing I'm going to be like, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed the Glen Goyne. It's a, oh, by the way, this is a 10-year. So that is because yeah, the, it was... It's listed itself as a 10-year special edition, so this is, right. this is not necessarily their Although, normal 10-year, which yeah. I think we've had on the show. Yeah, and they put the, the 10-year-old in, in italics and quotes, so it's the name of the scotch. So until I see it say, this is age 10 years, I'm kind of like, are you trying to pull a fast one by naming it? The yeah. 10-year-old, yeah. but it's really age five. Right, yeah. But no, this is an actual 10-year scotch. Okay. Um, which you kind of got from the first yeah. uh, tasting with a little bit of a, hey! Yeah. Uh, you want to wrestle? <laughs> um, but I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed the, the nose, the flavors. I didn't really have uh, dry, anything negative. Yeah, it had a little bit of a burn. Uh, you know, you're drinking scotch. You have to... You, if you're like, oh, oh, I tasted alcohol with that, you're yeah. probably not drinking the right stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a 3-3. Three, three. I will happily drink this again, and if it was inexpensive, I would buy it. I would say that it was uh, easy to drink. Um, it was sweet. It was light. Uh, it was what a 10-year-old scotch should be in mm-hmm. my world. Um, so I would also probably give it a three five. Um, not gonna run out and buy a bottle, but yeah, if that's on the shelf, I might point to it and have one. Yeah, yeah. it's the kind of thing where it's like if I found it, hey, this is only twenty two dollars. Oh, okay, it is yeah. more than that. I believe it. No, I, it's a Glen. It's it's a Glen going. I'm I'm yeah. just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I would happily get it if it were inexpensive, because um, it's a. It's a happy maker. Yeah. Well, this is tough because I have to really see the. Um, I'm not not uh, exactly exactly a Scotch expert. Not saying you guys are, but you clearly like have our, your own podcast devoted to it. So a little bit more than me. It's like more alcoholic or alcohol uh, alcoholic. You already alcoholic. said it. Don't even say anymore. <laughs> we're just for, we're just alcoholics. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, I'd have to see the price point. You said more than twenty. Two bucks, clearly. Um, it has its own um, fancy carry around. Um, I don't know what is that metal and a bunch of writing yeah, it, on it. I'm a copywriter. I haven't written that much copy in, in years, um, but I write for the web. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, considering uh, I'm a cheap drunk and uh, I generally like Thunderbird or Manischewitz kosher wine, cherry. If anybody's listening. Um, or great. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's yeah. it's cheap. If if you need to buy something, Manischewitz. Um, nothing against the Goins. <laughs> this is uh, going on quite a long time. Not to put, put too uh, long a tail on this kite. I'd give it a 3-2. Um, <coughs> based on apropos of nothing, really, because I haven't tasted the other scotches, and I can't remember the last time I've had scotch. But that was good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. I know. Well, what do you what do you give it? <coughs> what did she? What did uh, give two it? and a half meows. I'd oh, say. Oh, that's not bad. Which you know, it's a yeah, little more than he usually is. But he ate the cheese first. That doesn't yeah. count. Um, I really like this a little bit more than you all did. Um, hmm. And and this I think makes it about fifty fifty and on where I've I've fallen on Ben Goyne. Um, the very first one we had, I really dug on. I think it was the ninety six. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I'm going to give it a uh, 3.65. <gasps> Jeez. 
Well, I is that like pie or something? No, no it's three point one. Okay. So, Mister Fancy Pants. You know, it, I, w- I was originally thinking higher, and then I looked back at what I rated the Akintoshin Bartender's Malt last time. I only gave that a three eight five, and I really like that one. And that one didn't quite make four. So this one I realized had to square down from mm-hmm. that. But you know. We're 157 episodes in now, so it, it gets a little hard to be like everything is compressing towards at, the center. At, at, <laughs> at, at two scotches per episode, and then stuff that you haven't had on the show. Yeah, it really is harder to get. Like the bell curve looks like a bell curve now, uh, where in the early days it was kind of like outlier, outlier, shotgun, outlier. right, right. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is a little bit harder to. To reach the edges, but uh, yeah, this this was this is a good three six five three seven for me. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Especially since I get to keep. Ha! Yeah. Bastard. I know this 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 one is staying in the in the keeper side of the shelf too. I'm. This, this <laughs> so you, where not you, for other podcasts. Can I ask where you got this from? Big Top Liquors, I'm assuming. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't usually go to Big Top. Uh, the, the the two places. Well, the two places. You don't I, want to get shot. Yeah. You don't like getting shot. Okay. When. <laughs> Different strokes. Yeah, if that's your 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 Scotch experience, yeah, getting shot. Yes. Uh, no, the uh, the top value liquor on Fiftieth uh, and Central is our our main supplier. It's our go to. Uh, okay. Because every year, and it's coming up soon, um, in November they do a fifteen percent off all single malts. Okay. And so we often resupply for the year with anything they have in stock at the time that we've not had on the show, which is getting thinner and thinner on the ground. Yeah. Um, but you know, basically any new releases, new expressions from distilleries, um, we, we load up. And then to fill in the gaps and to catch things as they come out, uh, if I'm keeping a finger on the pulse, which I'm not particularly good at, um, once a month or so I make it out to uh, to a Total Wine out in Maple Grove because it's right mm-hmm. across from Naf Naf Grill, which I try to catch my monthly shawarma. Oh, yeah. Um, and a nice long lunch break. And, um, so uh, they, they've got some stuff. Then I, I think this one was a Total Wine pickup. Um, okay. And I'm fairly certain it was under 60, but more than 40. That's too bad. I'm, I mean... I, I, I don't know that I've seen a Glen going under 40. Yeah. My example of 22, I did not expect it to be a 22. No. That's crazy... Right. Inexpensive for a single that's, malt. That's Glen Murray, Glen Kirk. That's that's you know. Well, that's that's Isla Storm. My well, that's twenty five, and oh, I found it recently for twenty two. You, you know. bastard! You didn't tell me. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'd say if it's over forty, I'm not. I like it, but I'm probably going to save my forty to apply to something else. But. Um, I think so. it's harder to justify when you know you're not buying for the show and yeah, yeah. Well, with the Glen going, you get the you get the whole package, and plus you probably got some holographic trading cards in there of like Rogue <laughs> or maybe Gambit. I'm thinking it's probably in there. That's that's pretty good for under sixty, it's over a, forty. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. It, well, they're they're a little bit more obscure, so we're talking more like Karma and Maggot. <laughs> oh my God! Can we? Uh, we don't wow. talk about Maggot. Maggot. That's a deep cut. <laughs> you're a deep deep geek. What a Dork nerd. <laughs> no, I just happened to watch some YouTube videos today that happened to given given that all of us are wearing glasses and <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, see a Star Wars shirt, a, 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 a big, big trouble, trouble in the little China, China shirt, shirt, heavy metal the movie shirt, and I was at work today. 
So, <laughs> so you're a corporate nerd. Okay, I get it. Narc. Who's street jacketed nerd? <laughs> Whose boss is on vacation, and therefore I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, I, might, I might have watched three videos back to back. It's like uh, ten characters whose powers are not well explained. And I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Is Cypher in that one? No, Cypher is pretty explained. Um, but Maggot is clearly Ma- in there. Maggot is definitely in there. God. Yeah. He, he will, by the way, that's that's his favorite toy. Yes. Oh, the, oh, we're talking the about the cat right now. Yeah. No, he, um, he lives off the eyedroppers. But I chose. I, uh, that's one thing that I both love and fear about. Uh, Do not taunt him with science. <laughs> with you your science. Is the, oh, that's an interesting, uh, you know, the top ten something, something, something. You're like, Oh, that's fairly straightforward and interesting. And yeah. You watch it, and then you look, and there's a, another one next to it, and you're like, "Well, that's getting slightly obscure." Click, and then the next one comes up, and you're like, "I don't even know what I'm doing anymore." Yeah. Click, and pretty soon you're in a spiral of yeah. alcohol and self-deprecation. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going through Star Trek Voyager right now for the very first time. Oh, Never seen it. I'm sorry. Oh my! No, see, I really love it. I really love it. Have Only you gotten have, the time travel have, yet? I have. He hasn't gotten the threshold yet. Have you no, I'm in seen season. anyone to get help? <laughs> I, I gotta tell you guys, I really do enjoy it. I'm not even kidding. I've no. heard bad stuff, uh, I mean, and I was no. like, I want to know what's Honestly, bad about it. It's some really fun writing. Um, we could go. This could be its own podcast. Yeah. It is its own uh, podcast. I'm sure many people, many people have it. So, but I fell down a rabbit hole of like, here are the. Top ten problems with these starships. Yeah. So I went from the Voyager I, to freaking uh, Next Generation. It's like I went down. I for real. The, I will just say that the reason that I am not a huge fan, and I watched most of the show as it came out. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm not a fan is, and there were parts of it I really enjoyed. Yeah. But one, they they took what was an interesting premise and threw it away after like one episode, yeah. which was hey. The Maquis and the and the Federation crews and they're totally different and we're going to jam them together and drop them into a distant area where they're going to have to depend on each other to survive. Yeah. Okay, now everything's fine. I mean, just yeah. like wait, what? That is the number one problem I've heard people had with it. They're like, you totally drop this whole great whole backstory, premise. and now you're just make them. Now they're just Star Trek. Oh, they're just Enterprise. Officers or uh, Starfleet officers. Who cares? It's okay. They got over their their disgruntled crap. It's like yeah. no, this is kind of a big deal. This is why they're a splinter cell of yeah. And the the other thing that I was upset about with the show is okay. You know, barring hey, we found the giant portal that will take us instantly back to where we want to go. Yeah. Um, they are looking at a multi. What was it? A Multiple generation, multi generation trip, like seventy years, basically. Yeah. yeah, they and they some some characters are like I'm going to relax and be less like a, a, a you know I'm in I'm in the military and other people, especially Janeway, were like, no, we're gonna we're gonna stay, you know, and I'm like, stay the course. You're you're going to be living on a ship. Yes, for, you know, even the Enterprise was a five year voyage. But yep. they didn't keep them on the ship for five freaking years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always a little bit pissed that it's like you're not adapting. You're not even talking about what do we do if we're going to have a multi-generation crew. Yeah. How do we keep this from 
having people go insane. Yeah. Um, do we paint the hallways? Do we, you know, what what's the... And, and I was always a little bit bothered that they just sort of went, eh, we're just going to, you know. Yeah. And they, there are some moments where they bring that kind of back, mm-hmm. but not enough times to satisfy somebody who's like, no, why is this just, okay, fine, we're on a 70-year voyage. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> yeah. And Janeway is really big on, no, we're sticking to protocols. Right. And it's not going to be a free-for-all. And then, and then she violated Starfleet regulations like so times. many times. Time travel stuff where she sees her own self. Dude, I and love that though. I love that. Every oh. every time it happens, it's it's what kills it for me because it just is. There's so many so many problems and so many loopholes and yeah yeah. Well, the, the problem with time travel and this goes for every Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. I mean, I don't care what your 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 poison is what yeah. your vehicle is. Yeah, time travel is a bitch. Yep. Yeah, it it's really hard. To, to make it work and yeah. sometimes it, I don't care what show it is sometimes they do it well and sometimes they don't and sometimes I don't care yeah it, it breaks things in Harry Potter and it breaks things in you know it yeah, yeah. and then but but I will say I I do get kind of pissed at the people who, well, if I understand properly the uh, and you're like you don't have a problem that people can shoot lightning out of their nose <laughs> or whatever series slash thing, but you're going to take umbrage that this violates your perception of how time travel should work. Right. Like, that seems awfully self-selective to yeah. what you're fixating on as the problem. Yeah. You tell me what the plot line of Luber actually was, and then I'll <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It, it was fun. It was a great movie. It was a fun was. time, dude. And just don't worry about it. Right. Like just, ooh, look, that's him. Yeah. Ooh, he's he's killed himself. Not, no, wait, no, he hasn't. But yes, he has. Ooh, this was fun. Yeah. And they did some, in, some sort of new things we haven't seen before. Like, oh, we're going to lop off this guy's hand as in... In the past and in the future, it's he doesn't have a hand, or he's going to scrawl something on his. I love shit like that. Some new takes on stuff, but yeah. don't think about it. Just right. let it happen and don't go. Wait, but if he did, uh, screw it. Yeah, just let it go. So the alcohol that we are going to be consuming. Oh, back to that. Just the Kriegile. The Kriegile. Can I see the spelling? Kriegile. The Kriegile. I believe. Ooh. That's it, a nose. It comes in the black bottle. Oh, sweet. And it is definitely a dark, well... It's pretty on par with what we just had as yeah. far as the color. Maybe Hold slightly on. darker, but not much. Just a No, tinge. you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the... Amber. The decrease of light from the outside is oh, making it look darker. Hmm. That and the Kriegail bottle. Yeah, the, the nose starts out really potent, and now... Four or five times through, it's it's softening up for me a bit. It was really salty. Yeah, I'm still getting that. Um, but also like some floral overtones. All right, I'm gonna do a reset because now I'm yeah. getting nothing but salt. Yeah. Dave would be breaking out the salt foghorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> salt. Okay, wait. You got to keep doing that while okay, I take a picture because right. this is friggin' hilarious. I'm smelling scotch. You're smelling a, na- a crazy bag of, I don't know what, oh, of coffee, that's right. Sorry, he's, 
they're your friends. I'm not making fun of them, but I just that's a that's a there's your headshot. There you go. My go coffee to, feedback. Go to all. <laughs> it's that's his coffee how, feedback. That's how I stay in the caffeine. <laughs> that's gorgeous, and I look redder than a beet. That's great. Nice complexion. So, is anybody else getting some some peat in the nose? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know the smell of Pete. I gotta, I've never met him. Never smelled him. He's sitting right across the table from here. Wait. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Crazy Pete. Crazy. It's having some Pete. But you left your dragon at home, which is good. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Takes up a long space. Different from Stinky yeah. Pete. <laughs> I tried. I shouldn't watch that. I no, really... That's, that's Sneaky Pete. Sorry. That's, that's um, hmm. A little bit woody. I'm getting some tannins out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very oaky. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not getting the floral notes that I got at the very first. <clears throat> but let's see if they reset. Oak is maybe moving a little into cedar as I'm going, sitting out longer. A very light honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like I'm just saying there's some honey, and, and in maybe it. that's it's... where I'm getting cedar out of it and mixing it with the wood, and I'm just getting rather than parsing the two out. Okay, that was weird. I just got some bacon. Bacon! What? <laughs> you know, if you start smelling burnt toast. Yeah. That's a stroke. Hurry. Let's get him to the hospital. I'm smelling like my fifth grade desk from uh, Christian school. Oh. Wow, that explains so, a lot. So, 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 <laughs> pencil eraser? Yeah, that square pizza. It smells like I'm, square pizza. I'm smelling being beaten by a nun. <laughs> <laughs> I smell. I smell rulers and, and rulers and discipline and a and, wimple. Oh my, my, oh my, loss of my virginity right there in the uh, in the coat closet. Oh, ah, la 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 la. I better drink to forget. <laughs> Let me drink to forget. Or if you're gonna say it, say it right. Drink to forget. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Not as much of a burn. I don't feel a burn there. Oh, I can feel it now. I, I feel a burn. Now. It, it took a second, though. Ah. Cherry? That is surprisingly sweet on the front end. Like, really sweet on the front end. Yeah. Um, Fruitcake. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like, specifically candied cherry in, in like, a fruit cake. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a malty, woody. Um, it comes out a little later, though. Like it's it's cake. Mm-hmm. I I would even go so far as to say that it's just like a straight, like frosted cake. I'm not qu- for me. I'm yeah. not quite getting that sweet. That's the the fruit cake is fruit cake is as far as I'll go, Mister. <laughs> um, it has a burn. But it's not a, a punchy burn. It's just I did a whole lot of swirl, and mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yes, there's that alcohol. So one of the things that I will often do when I go to the Uptown Grill and I get my food is I will get the rye toast, and then I will put marmalade on it, and I'm getting kind of a rye toasted marmalade. I like that. Hmm. Up. Well, that could grill. also that could also be the stroke. I don't know. Something with grill. That's the only thing that rhymes with grill. Uh oh. Except for pills. Okay, we gotta stop singing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm I'm in I'm enjoying that it's got some interesting complexity to it. I I find it a difference between the nose and the taste to be interesting. Yeah, it's very dramatic to me. I don't know that I've heard Uptown Girl since the last time I watched Short Circuit Two. <laughs> I I oh my god! Why? Did Why you, did you watch Short, Short Circuit 2? And the last time you I watched... I know. That means you watched so it several no, times. Nice. Oh, you know, the last time. Whatever. I've lost track. It's my monthly watching of Short Circuit 2. Okay. With the blatant racism. It's, 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 it's not that frequent. And <laughs> I love that. I, <laughs> number five will punch you in the face. <laughs> That's the one Steve Gutenberg wouldn't even do. I don't no, think. no, it was, it was Michael McKean instead. Oh my god, Michael McKean was it? Poor guy, my, what happened? Your silk shirt? Not your silk shirt? Well, he was, he was Don't look at me! You're quoting You could make anything up and claim it was from Short Circuit 2 and we would just be like, okay! Oh, yeah, yeah, Michael McKean, <coughs> sure! You're the one who likes the obscure shit, Sam. I thought I'd have a kindred spirit here, but no, I'm alone again! My, you went deeper than me, dude. Right, you you so, were amazing. So my wife... When she used to, she used to live in Detroit, and she and her friends did a bad movie night, mm-hmm. and they would, they were, they were hardcore. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, oh, we watch this. Oh, it's just not that good. Right, Snow no. White and the Huntsman. Um, oh, <laughs> they watched, they watched, um, was it Mister Mister Winter or Mister mm. um, Winter? Not, not uh. The the one with the snowman, the killer snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's here's the thing that was killer frost. Kill, no, no, killer. No, no. no, there's there's a Jack Frost. Well, there's two Jack. That, there's Jack two Frost. Jack Frost. One is good and one is right. Just and terrible. here's here's the thing. When she said, because we went back to visit, and they're like, we're gonna do the movie night, and they're like, we're gonna watch Jack Frost, and I was like, okay, but I'll go with you. And we sat down and it started, and I was like, oh, thank God, I thought it was the one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where he goes, I'm the snowman. Yeah. Yes. And they, and they all looked at me and were like, dude, and you showed up, you still came. You, still <laughs> you truly love her. <laughs> and, that, and that, my friend, is hardcore. Because they were like, oh, no, the... the uh, Jack Frost, the killer snowman, yes. is a horrible, bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's hilariously horribly bad, right. as opposed to... And its Michael sequels Ke- are even worse. You know, as opposed to Michael Keaton's, which is just... The old the old thing is, a, um, a bad movie can be funny. A bad comedy is just pain. Yes, yeah. it is. I like that. It's good. Um, because you're trying so hard to make people laugh, which is... Not easy and, to do, and it yeah. it, it it kills itself. Yeah. It despite yeah, yeah despite but oh my god, we I used to watch the we would get together at the every year after watching movies throughout the year, um, over at the Wicks, and then we would have the bad new movie marathon, and we would watch three to four of the worst rated movies from the prior year from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow! In one year, we had. Sweet November, which was oh, I don't know that one. Oh, Hollywood Cancer. It was oh, one of those. Oh, yeah, God. I believe Keanu Reeves. 
Yeah. Oh man, no. And but um, and then we had uh, oh, what's the one with the the they were in love and in real life, and then they split up during the movie. Human centipede. No. Human centipede two. <laughs> the final sequence. The third one. Is it the third uh, one? Gee, Yeah. Oh my. So God. we had this was the I don't remember the fourth one, but it was it was Sweet November, Gigli, and X versus Sever. Oh, all, in one, all in one night. Eyes wide shut. Just I, for the I, 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 I kind of enjoy Exorcist. Well, I kind of do too. It was the Sorry. first zero-rated uh, Rotten Tomatoes movie oh. with like 132 ratings. Oh, shit. It was... It was but but <clears throat> all three of them were actually hilarious because they were not comedies yeah. and they were that bad. You just have to... Go into it knowing what you're going into. Right. I think that's the it's biggest like, it's, thing. It's like watching trauma. Yeah, yeah. It's setting your expectations correctly when entering the movie. Yeah. Most of the people that I know that work out at Renaissance Festival that were terribly, terribly offended by uh, the one with the knights. Oh, oh, uh, the first night for or, or, no. Oh, the 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 modern music version of. King Arthur. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Yes. No. <laughs> no, it's no. Not that um, but no, First Night was terrible, but that's that's No, I know point. it wasn't First Night, but it was uh it's the one I, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Um but with Queen in the beginning of it, with everybody getting up on the bleachers right, and stomping right. and clapping, and I went, Oh, this is gonna be great. And all of the people that came out of it super offended because they're like, well, this is not an accurate depiction of medieval life. Oh, and no. I'm like, they went through 50 years of costuming on one lady. <laughs> like, they're not trying to accurately depict anything. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, it's our Renaissance Festival. Shut the fuck up. I know, I know. Right. You are, you are, you have nary a leg to stand on yeah, if yeah. you if you go to our Renaissance Festival. And you're like, that was inaccurate, historically. Yeah. Yep. You're dressed, you're dressed as Jack Sparrow. Why are you complaining? <laughs> and you're hanging out with ten other Jack Sparrows and a Shrek. Get the hell out of my sight. In the fairy grotto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All Shrek. right, so wet. So, hmm. the nose kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Softens down to, ooh, a little bit yeah. of wood, but not much. Very tannic and a burn. And it ends on a on a an uncured leather um, oak. A little bit of a sour mash. Yeah. Un, I am not fond of the ending. Let's put it that way. Yeah, this this was you much know. better. Need. It's like this or the attack uh, attack the clones. I don't. I don't know which ending I hate more. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to bring back those memories. That is rough. That's rough. Cheers. <laughs> Good thing I'm drinking. Where's the vomitory? <laughs> um. Yeah, that that goes very bitter. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I've had worse. It wasn't horrible, but it definitely. Uh, lost the nose, got way, way more tannic and woody, and the ending was un, unfun. It wasn't horrible, but it was just like, oh, 
I didn't realize you had planned on going there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it is like a tag of the clones. Yeah. It's a, wow, you're going that direction. Okay. Guess you're the director. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. Nobody told him no in that entire room. You know, here's the... here's the. Uh, I, I, I won't take us too far down the rabbit hole on this. This is... But... But yeah. when when I when when I heard they were making them, and he had total control, I was like, "Oh, thank God! He can make the movies that that deserve to be made without anyone standing there going, you can't spend more money. Uh, you need to do this because of that.' Right. Thank God he's the producer too. All the problems he had with the original, right, right. first one, and you're like, yes. Yeah, and then good. afterwards, I was like, "Oh, right." Sometimes producers are good people, and they and they look and go, no, no, you can't do that. No, stop it. And they roll up a newspaper and whack you on the nose. And that's what he needed on that one because, I, you know, you can go through and go scene by scene and what they should or shouldn't. But basically, they needed someone going, no, George, that's that's a bad idea. I, yeah, I had this exact same conversation last night. We did an episode of pod, my podcast, and what aged, is your podcast? My now? podcast is aging poorly. Thank you. Where it's the anti-nostalgia podcast, where we review things from our childhood and our uh, teen years and see if it holds up. We were talking about a little film called Dragnet um, with a nice. man by the name of Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. and that's the same reason why you tell Dan Aykroyd no you cannot have a 400 page screenplay of Ghostbusters or Blues Brothers or whatever this has to be trimmed down to like we can't have you know five hour movies Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with Lucas it's like that's like you said the producer needed to be there to be like nope sorry that we need to take this out or he needed to hand it off to a different director which I think works beautifully for Empire Strikes Back oh absolutely like that's I mean, I think that's what is that voted like the fans' favorite of the original trilogy, and yeah. I totally agree with that. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but damn, that's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It's so wonderful, and it's because he hadn't, he wasn't there, man. So, Kriegel, Kriegel, oh with the black container, single malt Scotch whiskey. This bottle of Kriegel single malt Scotch whiskey has been sourced by our malt master from one of the most prestigious distilleries found in the islands of Scotland. Traditionally aged in oak casks for a minimum of 12 years prior to bottling, this whiskey is characteristic of these island malts with full-bodied aroma and a powerful yet complex depth of flavor. Mm. Aroma. Robust peat with a hint of coal tar. Addition of a little water breaks the dominance of peat and releases subtle fruit and floral floral characters. <laughs> Taste big and bold with characteristically smoky notes. Over time, the strong peat character gives way to more subtle oak-derived sweetness. Finish. Very long-lasting smoke. That was the whole last thing. That's it. That's it. The finish is very long lasting smoke. smoke. That's all you get. That's that's a little so, more normal for these bottles. Appara- apparently, this must be an independent bottler, then? Yeah. Um, Scottish Island Malts Craig Isle. Um, age 12 years in American Oak. Island Malt. Uh, 
the Krieg Isle Whiskey Company. So, yeah. Uh, so I'd venture this is either an Iran or uh, I can't see. Yeah, um, I uh, this, this could be one of the things on the Isle of Mull, aged somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm really leaning towards either Iran or either something on Ela, and it was just transported. But uh, I'm I'm disappointed because. Well, the the very salty nose to begin with. Yeah. Um, it didn't. It didn't hit me like an Isla, as much as I would like, and I like Islas. Um, when it was a disappointment, it just there's nothing, nothing much I liked about it. Wet, dry, it's okay. It wasn't great. Uh, I am. Boy, uh, three. Yeah, three. (laughs) Three. I was thinking about going up, but then I didn't because it's not bad. I'd drink it. I mean, if you if you if you said, would you be justified giving it a two eight? I'd be like, yeah, I could go two eight. I go three. I don't want to go above three though. Okay, Um, I do. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, Neat. Um, wet, I agree. Um, it wasn't particularly exciting, but, but Neat, I, I, I thought it was kind of fun. I, I liked the dichotomy between the nose and the palate, um, and I liked that each had a little something to say. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going to give it a 335. Well, you're entitled to be wrong. That's, that, that, that's tough but fair. <laughs> Sam? Well, it's no Manischewitz kosher wine. That is an accurate statement. There's Therefore, several reasons why it's not that. <laughs> yeah. I've got about ten reasons, but I'll limit it to none. Um, i got to tell you, uh, compared to the going, uh, which I really enjoyed, uh, I would, eh, again, not having 157 of these episodes to compare it with. But um, I would give it a three. It was enjoyable, but I felt like the first one, the goings, was really, mm-hmm. I don't know, that had more to it. And this was wasn't quite the same. Our Manischewitz podcast is on Thursdays. Is it okay? Yeah. I'll clear my my schedule. I'll just take the day off. If only Screw was still running. Yeah. Uh, I am actually going to go with a two seven five. I'm going to put this one under three. I am not going to seek it out. Um, I did find the uh, difference between the nose and the palate to be very interesting. Um, I thought it was a very smooth, uh, it wasn't oily. It was a little more on the dry. It spread out in my mouth. I liked that. Um, but I'm, yeah, the wet kind of killed it for me. Then again, if somebody offered you a a glass for free, neat, you'd drink it. You wouldn't be like, it's not a one. Yeah. (laughs) You're not like... Get that filth away from me. Guys, I'll drink anything for free. If there's a guy selling it out of a bag right in front of your house tonight, or a guy on the way home, like in the Uber, sure, I'll drink it. Why not? Do you have any? Well, 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 um, (laughs) we'll talk after the show. Depends on how much I'm making that night. Like, is that, is it a dare? 
you know, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> there have been a few items that have come on this show that might make you regret that statement. Okay, because I've got a, just... I got a twenty right here in my pocket, guys. <laughs> just saying, money bags. So, um, does anyone have anything they'd like to flog? Oh God. Um, well, if that guy has the bag outside, I'll flog him. <laughs> um, you mean like pitching stuff? Yeah. Uh, are you doing any, stuff? doing any shows? I mean, we're after Fringe. This will be coming right. out uh, uh, theoretically on the first of September. Okay. Um, besides my podcast, Aging Poorly, um, that uh, just you know Google Aging Poorly. It's just a couple of old farts talking about stuff that either holds up or doesn't. Um, we're in our second season. We've been doing it for, well, since 2016, which means we're doing horribly compared to you guys. You just have, like, you know, BBC seasons. That's all. We it's do, fine. yes. We just have, you know, these these get in and get out type seasons. Um, but, yeah, uh, so aging poorly. Uh, look, look us up. I don't have anything going on until, heck, probably until next year. I'm doing a show at the History Theater. Oh, cool. Called Superman Becomes Lois Lane. And interesting. It's, it's about n- neither one of those characters. Even um, more interesting. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that in Liar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're just a bunch of liars. <laughs> well, having having seen several of Sam's uh, shows, I, I would say definitely go go check it out. They're they're generally a lot of fun. So Yeah, and also uh, oh, one more thing, sorry. Uh, I'm part of something called the Rinky Deek Operations uh, that Josh Carson and I are involved in. Um, he just did a really great Friend show as part of that new cor- that company, Rinky Dink Operations. We're doing something at the BLB in September, um, so go check that out. It's called the Rinky Dink, Rinky Dink Strikes Back. It's our second show. It's comedy. It's variety. It's songs. It's funny. It's kind of tragic in ways, if we're not funny. Uh, so <laughs> check out uh, Rinky Dink uh, Strikes Back at the Bryant Lake Bowl in September. Cool. Anything you'd like to flog? I am doing nothing at the moment. Um, I'm working on my house. Part of the reason that I thought it would be fun to do another one of these is because I just got back. Uh, I uh, was over in Scotland in uh, May. Uh, In fact, on Isla during the Feshila, their annual whiskey festival. You poor, poor lad. So I brought back nine full bottles, five 250s and about 30 tasting grams split between four suitcases. Poor, poor lad. There's a reason I asked him to guest host. (laughs) Um, And we'll get into that in the next episode, perhaps. So uh, we should probably close this out after I say that Fearless Comedy Productions, of course, will have Fearless Lab on the second Tuesday. And uh, usually Double Blind uh, Improv is the third Thursday, but this month I believe we are on the Second Thursday due to a scheduling conflict. So it'll be a, a week of Fearless uh, at, at uh, Honey in Minneapolis where you can go see a show uh, both Tuesday and uh, Thursday. Both shows are $5. Uh, suggested donation for Lab, a uh, hard $5 uh, for Double Blind. Um, always worth checking out. So, cool. And now is the time where we didn't warn our guest that he has to toast us out. Toast you out. Yes. Do you have a toast you'd like to share with us, Sam? Yes, gentlemen. Look, it's been an honor being here, but um, let's say uh, this is a toast to Melba. Here. You're here, Melba. <laughs> <laughs>